2: Hey, Koi,
3: Koi, Koi. You're you dick.
1: Welcome in <laughs> to the VHMX Hubs podcast. <laughs> 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 brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, you get your podcast, oh, oh at least leave us a five star review. I'm almost 99% positive that the audio picked that up. Oh, yeah. Oh, it definitely. It, definitely, it was, the was intentional. Picked it, up, so. it was intentional. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Everything I do is
0: on purpose. Oh, uh, is it? I mean,
1: <laughs> Starting this you one for off. My,
0: for my double pumpkin porter. Real so. spicy You're today.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate having you here. Hopefully, your Thursday is off to a great start. Um, I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman, Gerald Borgay, and Espo. And the Suns had practice today. They did not have practice yesterday. They took a little off day. We saw Devin Booker on his Instagram story sharing that he got away to Flagstaff to get some fresh air. Well, and Justin hang was out in, in Flagstaff
3: yesterday. I wonder if they hooked up.
1: Um <laughs> Just you random think thoughts. So? <laughs> Today's a very random day for me. Like so what? be prepared. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> Anything we do I can have do to throw some Lindsay updates off game today? from practice. Oh, no. So Practice updates! Woo! Through the first four games, we've kind of noticed a few trends with the Suns' bigs. They've played very similar styles. It's been a point of emphasis for both of them to establish physicality. And we heard from Jock Lindale himself about that today at practice.
3: It's a silent agreement between us that we want to be you know, known as a physical duo. That kind of come, I come off the bench after he's beat someone up for the first seven, eight minutes. So um, you know we want to maintain that throughout the year and not slip up on that because that's that that
4: sets the tone for us on the inside and, and, and lets everyone know that. You going to go out there and play super hard and physical every night and I think we've done a great job of that for the first four
3: games and, um, you know CP and Booker keeping on us and Monty's kind of you know in my ear as well as just keep that up because you know it rubs off on, on DA and you can see that now and you know his physicality in turn rubs off on me coming off the bench so um you know right
4: now we've got things flowing at a good rate and uh, it's exciting
5: yeah so I, I had asked him about because DA, Monty, everyone had talked about how they wanted to establish physicality, and it's kind of been uh, surprising on Landale's front at least because when he came in, we thought he was going to be a pick-and-pop stretch big, and a lot of the times, if you go back and look at the Warriors game, the Clippers game, a lot of the stuff they were running was similar in the looks that DA and Jock were getting as far as those deep seals and those easy looks that they were getting around the basket. So um, it is kind of cool that they are making this a silent point of emphasis, like he said, um, to get those easy looks. And and it's it's cool how he mentioned that Monty's keeping on him, the guys are keeping on him to do that because it's a situation where he and DA are kind of feeding off of each other, being on the bench and watching the other go out, and then they get their opportunity to go in and do the exact same thing. So it, it's kind of cool how they're feeding off of each other in that way. Um, and I, I wanted to go back and look at the Warriors game because there were two plays that stood out one from each guy that were very similar um, so if we want to bring up the first uh, image here uh, so here we've got DA at the top of the key with Kevon Looney on him he's got the ball in his hands Cam Johnson's in the corner and he's guarded by Clay Thompson on the strong side and then you've got CP and Draymond Green right next to DA on the weak side you've got Devin Booker being guarded by Wiggins and you've got Mikhail Bridges cutting under the basket drawing Steph Curry out of the lane. Um, And at this point, Cam Johnson runs past a pick from Chris Paul. Chris Paul makes good contact on Klay Thompson, who is Cam Johnson's man. Draymond is playing closer to the basket to make sure nobody's slipping there. And D.A. kind of takes a dribble out to position himself for the dribble handoff. Um, At this point, Cam Johnson gets the ball from D.A. on the handoff. And Klay Thompson is behind the play. You can kind of see him gesturing to Kevon Looney, like, I'm trailing, I'm behind. You're going to have to switch on this play and guard Cam Johnson, at which point the Suns have already gotten what they want, because now Cam Johnson's at the top of the key. He's got the big on him. He's drawn him out, and D.A. is starting to cut with Klay Thompson switching on to D.A. And then in the weak side, you look at Book, and he's got... Wiggins playing off but not being able to help too much same thing with Steph Curry on Mikael Bridges in the corner because those guys are great shooters as we know so you go to the next one DA initiates contact with Clay Thompson about at the you know top of the free throw line there and he's already going to drag him down a few steps at that point Cam Johnson doesn't see him at that point in time he sees him But it's because he's just creating that contact. And if he swings it to Book, he's going to have a better angle for the entry point. So if we go to the next one, Book catches the ball. Look at how deep DA has got him, his man, in the lane from where he started contact. This all happens in a split second. So he's got him deep in the lane now at this point. Book sees him. He throws him the ball in the in the paint. He's catching it just outside the restricted area right there, which is exactly where you want a guy with DA size and strength to catch that ball. And he goes right up over the top. He doesn't even put the dribble put down a dribble, which is good because you can see the Warriors starting to collapse on him. So he just goes straight up into the hook shot there, and it's an easy finish over the top, easy two points. Um, So this is the type of stuff that when D.A. does his work early and the Suns do a good job of feeding him the entry pass, that's an automatic two points.
0: Didn't they have a play earlier in the season, similar setup, and that's where D.A. found Cam cutting because his defender kind of collapsed. So there's a lot of options that come out of that, uh, not just DA trying to score down low, right? Right. And and
5: that's something they talked about in practice as far as like when they get that good position, it doesn't always have to be a feed into the post if it's not clean. They want to grow the environment as far as the ball handlers attacking, and then you force the help and you have an easy dump off to a DA or a job.
3: Every every set the Suns run basically has like 10 to 15 options that they can mm-hmm. they can derive from it because you don't ever want to be you don't ever want to have one or two you need to have that variety um and, and, i mean it, it's it's the complexity of basketball but it's also the beauty of basketball and how how many different ways this could go uh from and and every single player has has an option in every single move that happens yeah. and so um but you can only do that when you have a team uh that is fully capable of being all around you know, all-around good players, you know what I mean? If you guys got – if you have guys that are just concentrating on scoring and they don't really – they're not good ball handlers or they're not good passers or anything like that, it's hard to execute these things at a high level. The Suns are fortunate that they have a big that isn't uh, deficient with the ball at, at the top of the key. He can, he can hold his own. He doesn't need to be Giannis out there, but, he, you know, he's not going to turn the ball over either, um, and that's that's how this can all flow as well. Well,
0: I, I we aren't used to having great center play in arizona historically but i think this speaks to this play in particular how important to have that gravity of a guy like a da Mm -hmm. out there because it pulls the defense and it opens up so much more around them and
3: Camp should have taken a dribble sidestep pass sorry
5: he
0: could have but it's it
5: is more difficult to like i said that happens in a split second as far as him creating contact dragging his man down and the entry pass is typically easier from the wing. It is. Um, it is. My
3: only fear is, is that because de- depending on who's at the top of the key, right? Mm-hmm. You make that extra pass. That's another. That's another beat that that DeAndre's in that lane for, um, and he's got great position. If you don't hit him it, within that first second or two. He's gonna to have to get out of the lane because then you're looking at the three-second call. He's gonna to have to get out of the lane to try and get back in established position. By that time, that ball's
5: moving somewhere else. Right. Um, so you miss out on an opportunity like that. So For sure. And it, it is something that they've had to grow, you know, as far as getting those entry passes in there, because um, you know, up until the last year or two, DeAndre wasn't always, you know, dragging that guy mm-hmm. as deep as he is now. Like he has been Really physical. We saw it last year. We've seen it, especially to start this season. For sure. Um, but let's uh, let's pull up the second example with Landale now. Uh, in this play, Chris Paul is already coming off the screen from Landale in the high pick and roll. Uh, with I think that's Moses Moody guarding him, and then Kevon Looney's sagging off. You've got Damian Lee in the corner, guarded by Ty Jerome. Cam Johnson is baseline and he's starting to head towards the corner. His man is kind of lost in the paint there providing help. And then in the other corner you've got Landry Shamit and his guy I think that's Jordan Poole stuck to him pretty quick. So Chris Paul comes off that screen. Landale immediately kind of takes charge in, in putting himself ahead of Moody as he's rolling to the basket. Chris Paul has engaged Looney so that he's switched on to him. In the corner there on the weak side you can see Landale signaling to Cam run to the corner and he's going to set that that screen uh, in case Chris Paul sees Cam Johnson in the corner. Jordan Poole's still stuck to Landry because he's in the strong side corner there. Um, at that point, Landale is already carving out space. He's got in front of the shorter guy that switched onto him. Cam Johnson's in the corner by now and he's starting to lift up, which is going to engage that help side defender that would normally be in Landale's path if there's a pass. Um, At that point, Landale does exactly what DA did in the last clip. He drags his man down. He's fronting him. He's posting him up. Lee sets the screen on Ty Jerome, and so those two weak side defenders are now engaged. They can't help out. You see Chris Paul already starting to throw the pass. Landale catches it with great position like DA just right outside of the restricted area, Uh, and the other two defenders are nowhere near, near being able to help. And then just like D. A., he's already as soon as he lands, he's already going into his hook shot or you know jump shot form there over the smaller guy, um, and then that's an easy hook shot and two points for the finish there. So these are little things that happen very quickly, um, but it just speaks to the intelligence as far as the Suns realizing that if teams are going to switch against us we're going to be able to punish them maybe more effectively than
3: in years past. The best part about that entire sequence uh, on both sides is that the Warriors didn't play egregious basketball. They didn't have a a defensive meltdown somewhere. Mm -hmm. They were pretty solid in terms of where their positioning was supposed to be, their switches and everything like that. It's just better offense and better offensive execution. And you got players that know how to use their body, use the system. Um, and that's what I think is, is phen- phenomenal about that. So it's, it's, it's reliable. You know, you're not, you're not hoping that the other team is going to make a mistake because you're the one being the aggressor. You're the one that's dictating the flow of how these things go. That's why the Suns are so good and they're so elite
0: at what they do. I'm going to put you guys on the spot a bit here, uh, but how different is this from the way they were using JaVale <laughs> last year from an X's and own standpoint?
5: It, it's a little different as far as JaVale, when you hit him, it was usually in the direct pick and roll, and it was you were feeding him in stride to the basket because he's a guy that um, he moves pretty well for a guy his age, and he can obviously get up and elevate over people. Jock, you saw them throw a couple of lobs to Jock on Not the roll that were – uh, ambitious to say the least and I think they're realizing like we can force switches and then punish them from there be maybe a little more methodical instead of you know hitting Jock on the run like yeah, that makes sense
1: that in the chat asked us earlier on in the show is Jock better than JaVale
3: uh he's a better he's well can I answer that yeah yeah oh. go ahead. he's better in this system than JaVale is mm-hmm. uh because he gives you more um, diversity uh, offensively. He gives you more options. He can shoot from the perimeter and that's the other point that I would make about Javel is that he was never a perimeter guy. He can't. Sh- he's not a real good solid you know, mid-range shooter. D.A. and Jacques both are um, and D.A. and Jacques have shown the propensity to be able to hit a 3-2 um, so th- that that causes a little bit of hesitation on the defense's part. Um, so I would say Jacques is definitely, even in four games so far, um, has proven to be a better asset for the Suns because of his versatility and what he could provide for this team um again just like here at phnx mm-hmm. we like people that are multiversed in many many different things and that's exactly <laughs> what jock is to the Suns.
5: yeah i i would agree with that and, uh, and i think because he can pop because he can roll and kind of seal the way that he has been um he, he's a better fit i think javel was great for this team mm-hmm. but i think come playoff time what jock brings to the table might be a little more usable, Might be playable. You can't yeah. play them off the court as much. <laughs> hopefully, um, and it's funny because Da at practice today was joking like we've been doing a lot of the same stuff that we're never going to get on the court together, and we've been talking about trying to get on the court together. So um, these guys are very aware that one comes in with the with the one punch, and the other guy comes in and does a lot of the same stuff, and they just keep that continuity going.
0: Uh, Emma, can you put up the quote the the chat that somebody said? I was spacing out. I was not. I was <laughs> intending listening to Jarrell to break this down because I want to learn even more uh, from the girth, all right? That's what I want.
1: <laughs> Gilbert in the chat also mentioned Jock and DA can play together against big lineups like the Bucks. Mm-hmm. What do you anticipate if we got to see that happen this season? What do you anticipate that would look like?
5: I, I think it would be against supersized lineups like the Bucks, maybe even like the Pelicans tomorrow because they do like to play – Bigger, longer guys. Minnesota. Yeah. A great, great. So it, it's definitely something that they can use. I don't know how well it'll work. Um, you know, DA would probably have to take on the more agile players on the court um, as far as the four spot is concerned. But with DA shooting, being more confident in shooting threes, with Jock being a pick and pop big, I, I think it can work offensively at least.
3: They're interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this offensive set, they're interchangeable. Um I would say that Jock's probably I mean I, I I don't I don't know the stats on this but it, from the optics I know Jock hasn't really shot at a high clip from the perimeter but mm. I would say that um he is he's a more reliable three-point shooter he just seems like that his form is there um so I I mean again besides that I think they're both interchangeable they both they they both can present you problems uh, on down low and also in the mid range and I think that's what you need if you're going to use them both because if they were both just you know one trick ponies where they were both just post players you'd be in a world of trouble and you'd never do it this this way the way they're using them uh, they can they can definitely do it together for sure
5: right and it's something that we'll see more and more especially maybe in the playoffs against teams that go small that like to switch because to this point they played a lot of switch heavy defenses. So that's where you need to be able to punish them with DA, with Jock. When you play defenses that don't switch as much, it'll be harder to do this type of thing, um, but they can beat you in other ways. So it's good to know that they have this in their back pocket already when you play maybe a Clippers or a team like that that likes to switch a lot.
3: Yeah, at some point, Jock's going to start hitting threes. Yes. Well, he did mention <laughs> that at
1: practice today, too, just the limited number of threes that he's taken so far mm-hmm. this season. Obviously, small sample size, yes, but he said... It's not something that they really need of him right now within the systems they're running, so he's not going to force it. But yeah. when they call on him for something like that, he has confidence to be able to do that. But right now, he's not trying to force anything for the most part.
5: For sure. And, and he's mentioned in practice, like, I've never had this many open threes. I think once we see defenses that aren't switching as much, we'll see him pick and pop a little bit more and use that to his advantage.
1: Well, uh, we've got another game tomorrow. It's going to be a fun one, Suns and Pelicans. And if you guys want to get in on the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, it's going to be a heck of a lot more fun for you. And right now, new customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. You can also boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. It's super simple. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app And use promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I loved that in the last game we got some bets for Jock Landale because in the first couple games we hadn't seen it yet, which makes sense. Vegas has to figure out who these guys are within the teams that they're on now and kind of create a game plan for how to (laughs) not lose all of their pennies. Um, but I'm hoping we'll see a few more for some of the guys in the second unit because I feel like that's going to be a fun, a fun little gamble to play with this season. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but I just think that that one's going to make it a little more exciting. Almost.
0: I'm, I'm taking Jock on the lower, whatever it is tomorrow.
1: I'm, on the lower.
0: I just going against the Pelicans, a, a more physical team. I, I'm not. I'm going to go lower tomorrow.
3: I mean, I could see that for yeah. sure. I mean, it's mm-hmm. going to be a physical game for sure.
1: I don't know, but I think it'll be fun uh, to see. I'm I'm just waiting for Landry Shamit to get on there because I'm going to bet the over on Landry <laughs> Shamit's points all the time simply to try and will him to 35 points just one time this year. <laughs> you realize
3: season. it's 35 points in a game, not the season, right? Yes,
1: I'm aware. He might
3: not even get to 35 in the season. So. <laughs> Shush, oh, So on.
1: He will. He hey.
3: will. <laughs> God, he's back. <laughs>
1: Um, also, also wanna... I'm gonna
3: need to see those receipts if you're really gonna put bets on them. Don't talk about it, Lindsay. Be about it.
1: You you place a bet every single game. I do every 82 games every plus year, every, every single one. I
3: want to see my receipts? Yes, I do. Let's go.
0: <laughs> everybody's freaking out that I said under you know, lower on Jock Landell, as if I have not been the cheerleader pounding the Jock Landell table this entire time. I believe in Jock. I'm just saying the matchup makes me think, ah, maybe it'll be a little lower.
1: I'm going to have to look at the dates. I don't oh, believe you. Take that, Lindsay. You know what? Oh. So Brian in the chat said call 1-800-HELP.
3: It's 1-800-NEXT-STEP, okay? Well,
1: there you go. You got a gambling problem? Do, do we need to have a sit down with you? No. Holding on to your shekels? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I hmm Don't lose them all by the way we found out thanks to one of our
0: loyal listeners on twitter shekels is actually a currency in israel right now it's yeah. still uh, being used yes it's st- and it i believe it's uh two uh, two point nine uh to, to one dollar is the is the exchange rate as a as of this morning
1: okay all right uh, speaking of yesterday, we were hanging out at Four Peaks, and that place is a heck of a lot of fun. And if you guys have not already made plans for tomorrow evening, you should absolutely do this thing that I'm about to tell you about. So the Coyotes play their inaugural home game at Muller tomorrow, which is Friday. You can join the PHX Coyotes crew at Four Peaks for our tailgate slash watch party. It's free to enter, and you can also get $3 beer specials and watch the game on a 20-foot jumbo screen. It's going to be a lot of fun. You guys should come hang out. Oh, 22. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Don't they changes added two by extra two feet. feet on it. <laughs> well, since that was written, it's impressive. Yeah. Okay. By the way, did I miss my cue to do this? You sure this ad? did. You right.
3: sure did. I was worried like, I was like, I thought, I thought I had. had, had no, my <laughs> ad was after OGS. I was like, wait, did I trip? Was it after this? And I sat here I and I was like, and then I was waiting for Lindsay to give me a cue, and she never did. So I was like, no I'm pretty sure I'm right. That's why I kept trying to set you, you up for the other ad. Oops,
1: oops.
0: Four peaks, double pumpkin porter, good stuff. It is.
1: And right now, you can hook yourself up with some discounted beer from four Peaks. they got 15 dollars for a 24 pack of the fall variety uh, this saturday only at four peaks wilson tasting room on wilson street in tempe from 9 a.m to 1 p.m the first 50 people out there will also get a free october make fashion.
3: sure you google that because it is not at the brewery yeah it's, you need to go somewhere else it's more like it's
1: the wilson tasting room so if you yeah. put in four peaks wilson tasting room on like Apple maps or whatever, it's, it'll pop it's up. It's
0: way for you. closer to the sixty. Yeah. Uh, uh roasty, robust, and haunted is the way they described the double oh. pumpkin porter which is in that pack. It's perfect for spooky I, And I agree. And by the way, to those that are saying I'm uh spaced out <laughs> i am on uh hour one hour 22 minutes straight of talking on these mics so it's uh I did fantasy
3: football before also this. can we talk about the fact that yes. pumpkin pie is the worst fucking but real quick pie before ever. we do you that i
1: also pumpkin. have to tell you guys that you have to be 21 years or older to mm-hmm. enjoy four peaks beer and we ask that you enjoy responsibly you think pumpkin pie...
6: Pumpkin pie is the worst pie? Pumpkin pie is Are you the worst
5: kidding? pie ever. Sean came what? charging out. Are yeah. you I'm about to prove
3: it right now. now okay. I'm
6: about to prove it
3: right now. How many times during the year, besides fucking October or Thanksgiving... Do you ever eat pumpkin pie? That's oh. not That's not relevant.
6: It's not that relevant at all. That is
2: absolutely relevant. No, no, relevant. It's so goddamn
3: good. Why wouldn't you eat it all year round? I when do you eat available? pie outside
0: of holidays End sentence? Exactly. Like, cherry, apple, all no. the time. Wait, why? Oh, when was the last why time you had a pie? Why are you just rolling pie? up going, give <laughs> me
3: a pie? <laughs> if I'm at a restaurant, so they usually have that as an option. They don't have pumpkin pie oh, as an that. option
0: all the time. Because, because it's a because seasonal food. Okay, this is a trash. No, it's not. Pumpkin spice lattes are the most popular lattes out there, and They're the
1: same thing, even they only offer a part of the even time. if they
3: were trash. The reasons mid. you're giving for them being trash are not it tastes deadly. like dog shit, is well, what the reason is.
1: That's a little excessive, that's egregious. It I is, will say, is, it is, it is
6: this is worse than
3: his it is. A, tank.
6: Yes, everyone word. agrees.
4: Everyone, <laughs> I, I told you it was it, on my side. And top three, buzzer. top three pies in this order. Sweet potato, pumpkin, banana cream. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, oh. man. Oh, God. Yes. The corn pie's got to be in there somewhere. Banana the
3: pie and sweet pumpkin, potato are sure. so close together. Do, they, you like both no, Do you like sweet potato pie? Do you like sweet potato pie? amazing. Pumpkin pie is trash. Oh, wow. come on. What? Oh, they're, they're basically the same thing, but one of them sucks, and the other one's really good. <laughs> you, I you and i are it's basically the same thing you said one of them's better and the other oh. one's not oh man hashtag team light skin yeah. oh. i mean hashtag team light is in the wrong we, direction are
1: we having a <laughs> recreation of book and clay right now is that <laughs> what's happening is this the phnx version of book First clay this is the second <laughs>
4: this, is the, this is the most important beef between light skin
1: this skin
0: <laughs> <laughs> The P and PH and X stands for pie. All right. The
5: passion and the energy when we're talking about (laughs) basketball versus fucking pie (laughs) (laughs) night and day.
1: (laughs) Because- <laughs> we're supposed to yell
0: about your break.
1: no yeah. Gerald,
5: how
0: dare you say he we
1: closed yell off? about basketball no, but the room, the
5: room came alive no as soon as <laughs> the pumpkin pie takes started um, flying i
6: pumpkin pie is just it's just such a goaded pie and it's it genuinely just it really so at home. It's i
5: really like not. pumpkin pie but i will say there is something to the fact that i will only eat it if there's whipped cream like if I there's agree. not yeah. whipped cream only I'm it not. has to have whipped
2: yeah, cream yeah but on it's it.
6: the same thing if you say like cherry I don't like cherry pie. I don't like
5: cherry pie either. I don't
6: like, pie I don't like, like fruit, fruit pies.
1: pies. Yeah. Really. I just Blue think hot nasty. fruit is weird. Like, yeah. I don't like cherry pie. Oh. Apple pie, it has to have ice cream on it. Yeah. The only peach pie cover? that I mess with what? is blueberry pie, but it has to be cool. you, you don't like blueberry peach cobbler? Not really. Oh. I don't like mm. hot fruit. I think it's weird.
5: Oh, my God. I kind of, uh, I see your point there, but I do like,
1: mm.
5: I don't. I mean, pecan pie is my favorite pie. Okay, pecan listen. Pie. Is my favorite have pie.
1: you ever had
0: it's a pumpkin pie with a pecan crust?
5: No, that sounds oh, it delightful. Is next level. That sounds delightful. Okay,
1: our chat, our chats get it, right? So mm-hmm. we have Brian that says cake over pie, 100% Ugh, agree. No. Then Jay says tres leches over any pie, 1,000% agree. Mm-hmm. And then Gilbert brings up flan, and flan is bomb as well. Flan? Like, I just think there's, no, like, you... pie as a whole is a bottom-level dessert. There no. are so many other desserts that are way better than pie of any kind.
0: Flan is one of those things that if it's if it's done right, it's really good, and if it is done bad, it is like eating snot. Well, you gotta
1: who? Well, you're just gonna buy (laughs) flan from any random place? What? Like go you you. Have you not been to a restaurant order something and it's not good? It's not like I'm
0: going to the corner going, hey man, you got any of that flan? Whoa, like, what? <laughs> it doesn't have to be like that, Esmo. Jesus. You could have bought it at the grocery store for crying
3: out loud. You didn't have to go to the crackhead on the corner. <laughs> Jesus. You got, you got any
6: flan? Okay, hey, man. So, since you don't like pumpkin pie, mm-hmm. top five
1: pies. Go. Oh,
3: I'm not doing five. Come okay, on, top man. Top so I'm not that trying that to That might need to be our next draft as pies. Yeah. Oh, Maybe
5: we can do that Internet.
0: We'll just save yeah.
1: that. For Why draft, don't we yeah. do a fall it's, it's draft next first. Friday? A fall Something draft. Something that has to do with I fall. I like that.
0: Good. I fall like draft. this idea, yeah. Okay. 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 All
1: fall-related things. Sweet. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Right, Lindsay, take my job. Let's talk a little bit more <laughs> um, about the Phoenix early Suns. To do that. <laughs> <laughs> So The Athletic put out an article sharing a bit more insight around the sale of the Suns and Mercury and kind of how it can all play out. And I know we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but I just thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, Espo, you want to kind of break it down for us? Yeah,
0: there was a bit of a clarification here, and I reached out to uh, some people I know in the know as well. I'm not naming names. You
1: can't name your like for this. Saying. You can't. You can't ask no, about not business names. information
3: for insight.
0: Well, what? we don't
1: know what he's going to say. Oh, so, okay, yes. Uh,
0: so uh, the athletic put out a report that Robert Sarver, uh, the owners don't have the the secondary owners don't have the uh, the right to buy in right in, into a sale. So Sarver uh, can sell his 35, percent and then there's five percent. Uh, that is owned by a an investment, an investment a veteran yep. capital group that will be sold with it because they have the right in, to be in any sale that Sarver makes. And the whole point of the article was that somebody might get in and and the valuation of the Suns might be even higher because you're only having to buy the 35%. Mm-hmm. So if you buy that 35% at $2 billion, that means the valuation of the team is, is significantly higher than anybody thought. Okay. But the clarification from, from yesterday, and this is where I, I reached out to some sources to, to make sure this was correct, is Robert Sarver holds all the cards. Mm-hmm. The, the, future, the disgraced future former owner can decide if he wants to sell the entire thing or only sell his portion. He makes the call. Okay. So this isn't this isn't the the minority owners have no say in this, the the NBA doesn't have a say in that part of it. Uh, they'll have a say in whether they'll approve the owner that he chooses to sell to, but they don't have a say in in who how much percentage he sells. So this is an interesting part of this entire thing because he, Robert Sarver is going to look to make the most money for himself, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that may come from only selling his that 40% share because he may be able to inflate that value for just his part. This person gets in without having to pay by the whole thing, but still be the controlling uh, managing partner in this. So this is a whole nother piece of this. That's going to make this entire sale very interesting and could be very petty because think about it. He could say, screw you. I'm going to take my large cut here and you're all going to be still sitting here, owning your percentage and now you got to decide: Are you going to try to find somebody to buy that percentage of the team? It's it's very interesting.
3: Our resident legal expert in the chat, so says Jay, um, had a comment just a, a second ago and says that type of provision is very common in LLC operating agreements. And then again says, as do three fourths of the other NBA governors. Um, so you know, like it's 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 common practice. I actually, a- after thinking about this, it makes the most sense that he would only sell his portion of it because he could probably squeeze that for more money than the overall sale, which, you know, because listen, the Suns have been rumored to go for four, 4.5, whatever. If it, let's just say it was four, right? 60% of that four goes to the other 60% of the owners. The, the, and then he gets to keep 35 to 40%. Well, that's less than $2 million. If he could just two, sell his portion, million. he can get it for two, Two and a half. I yeah, can do math. But yes, Bo. <laughs>
0: did, it's interesting because how does that change the people that want in, right? If I'm somebody that's looking to buy this and, and I have deep pockets like a Jeff Bezos, I don't want to have to take this th- these other people that own 60% and deal with all these people I've never met and have to try to fix that mess, some of which – you know, we were aware of what was going on
1: and, and didn't well, do any of the fixing. The other portion of this, too, is if he only sells his portion, can he sell his portion to another group or does it need to be a single person? Because a lot of what we're hearing are groups of people it, who are coming it, it together be, to buy this. It team. could be
3: either or, I think.
1: I don't know I don't because know, now because, you split up the yeah, shares and now you don't have a, share, a, manor- a majority owner anymore. Yeah. So if he only sells his 35% plus that 5% that's kind of in that holding area, does it have to be sold to one singular person who's got that kind of money? Because that then lowers the pool of people who could potentially get in on this sale.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or does it? Is it worth? is it better? Does it open the door for more bidders, I guess you could say, if you sell the whole team because now they can come in with a group of 10 to 15 people who are all contributing dollars. Uh,
0: Jay in the the chat says, I'm hard pressed to see someone wanting to buy only part of the team. I would bet a mortgage payment on it being the entire team. And that's my thought.
1: And that's what I've heard. I've heard that Robert intends to sell the entire team.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, you can get really petty and go, yeah, I'm going to try to squeeze a little extra money out of this. Or he can go, let's sell the team for a record price, the full thing. I'll take my cut. And because it's not as if all those other owners were against him. Mm-hmm. It it sounded like only one of the minority owners yeah. in, in Najafi were really fighting him in anyway. So I'm not sure he wants to screw these other business partners because if he wants to go out and do anything else, those are some of probably the deep pockets he's gonna reach back into. Yeah. To, to do something else in business. So my guess is in the long run, the whole thing gets sold, uh, but it, it, it's another layer of complication, which makes me believe, you know, originally we thought, oh, maybe this could be a quick sale. Maybe somebody just comes in and, and money whips the whole thing and and it's done. But now I wonder, could this be more complicated? Could we look, be looking at that six to nine months that was originally said oh. rather than Something shorter. I, I think we're going to, I think we're into the next off season. At
3: this oh, point. no, I have, I have never, ever, ever for a single second thought that this was going to take anything less than nine months. Didn't there's they say no that way. initially? They though? said six to nine months. Yeah. That's typically what, how it goes. And yeah, I mean, if anybody thought that they were going to sell it in a month or two or three, they, they're high and out of their mind because there's just too many, too many legal things to have to go through to really vet. Plus, right now they're sourcing interest you know and that's going to take a little bit of time because oh. you need to, a lot of people like for instance some of the rumored ones with Barack in, in, in involved and stuff they have to corral a group of people that can that can have that kind of money to buy this franchise or at least find a single investor that has the most the capital and, and then join that group and and you just right now that i think the rumor is like something like 19 or 20 different groups are formulating yeah. to try and purchase the sun so you got to vet all those guys out, you got to figure out who's the real deal, who has the capital, who has the resources, and that's going to take some time.
0: Yeah, and let, I mean Brian in the chat who seems to want to argue with me on all this, all these <laughs> points about this was like it was always 6 to 9 months. I get that that was the stated, but if Jeff Bezos really wanted this team, he could come in and bid so high that the other 19, you know, 18-19 groups aren't in in on it like there's there's always a possibility that it goes shorter than that but now with these complications i don't see
1: it well um (laughs) we'll figure this out one day i do have i do have a question about the changing hands of ownership. But before we get into that, we have mentioned Barack Obama, um, Mm. as he was rumored to be maybe involved in one of these groups, putting together some money to potentially buy the suns and Mercury. And Gerald, you were actually at practice today and Monty had mentioned sort of, if that were to come to fruition, sort of how it would feel for him.
5: Right. Yeah. Fair to say. Yeah. So he,
1: he's not going to talk on these type of things like definitively or anything. It's more just like, if something like that were to happen. Right.
5: He was, he was asked a question about the Obama rumor directly. So we'll, we'll just play what he had to say.
4: For me, I, I don't tend to make comments about speculation. Um, but I think anybody would value um, a partnership with someone like that. Um, for me as a, as an African-American um even though you may have differences of opinions on certain views politically, whatever that looks like, someone who's been through those kinds of experiences from a leadership standpoint, I I could, I would love to just, you know, pick his brain and just sit and listen, you know, for hours about life and decisions and things like that. So I have I've heard that also, um, but it's hard to speculate on that because I'm so locked in on the season. But when I did, I did see that on Hoopsite. That's my social media platform in case you didn't know. (laughs) Hashtag, I don't have any other. Um, When I saw that, I thought like, that's pretty cool. I think it speaks to what the guys have built here, our players, to have people, you know, wanting to get involved with purchasing
0: is Monty paid by Hoopside? <laughs> Does he have like an NIL? Deal He's like a with secret Hoopside? investor.
1: In
3: well, I'll tell you what.
0: He, he brought it up so many
1: times. I'll tell you
3: yes. what, we need to change that narrative. Hey, yeah. you, you got the, you got Hoops knowledge right in front of you asking you questions, Monty, no,
0: every we, single day. You know what we got to do? We got to start. He slipping was pointing things to Gerald when Hoopside. he said that, just
5: Right? I mean, I think that low-key when he started off might be his way of letting us know that he sees our tweets because if for the Suns people, like, our tweets do sometimes show up on Hoops Hype. So maybe he was saying, like, careful what you're tweeting out there. I took it the I'm
0: other watching. way. He's <laughs> saying, I don't read you fools. I just go to Hoops Hype. All right? Yeah.
5: Pretty much. I go for the synopsis on Hoops Hype. That's it. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think – I love when he always starts with like, I don't really like to speculate about that type of thing. And then, then he goes, goes to on to, <laughs> yeah. to answer the question and, right? and, and give a really thoughtful answer because, you know, regardless of politics, a guy in that leadership role would be really cool to have as an owner. And it would be especially be somebody like
1: Monty, who loves to pick people's brains mm-hmm. about leadership and just kind of all of that type of stuff. I'm sure he would be like a kid in a candy store yeah, asking questions and trying to find nuggets of information that he can implement into his own life and job.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. once you've had the nuclear codes deciding on a a uh, trade deadline trade, ain't that <laughs> ain't that pressure packed I'd imagine, you know? Yeah. That situation room at at the 5G center probably isn't anything like the situation at the room at the White House. I can't
1: imagine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so my question about this whole ownership thing, um once there is a new owner or ownership group in place do you think that we will be it'll be easier to make amends with former sons who don't mess with us anymore
0: oh yeah a million percent you know how quick you can fix two of those relationships with amari and put them in the ring of honor that first year you're an owner and all of a sudden they go oh okay now they respect us okay
1: but my next question is is there any concern in your mind that now that we've got players on our team who are franchise players, one in particular who started under a particular ownership, if the ownership changes, are we going to potentially see a same type of situation later on in the lo- down the line? I'm what do you mean, worried about that. What shock. do you mean the
3: same type of situation?
1: So when Robert took over the team, <laughs> a lot of former players felt like they were pushed to the side. Okay. They weren't um respected or involved or anything and that created a relationship break between mm-hmm. former athletes that this city loves to death and the actual franchise, which is why half of them don't show up to 90s night. Half of them don't show up to big events, right? And it was all because of an ownership change. Granted, different yeah. its personalities of each owner, but would is there a potential that an ownership group coming in could cause friction with a guy I, like Buck?
3: I mean, that's that's so hard to to really anticipate because you don't know first of all, you have no idea what the ownership group is gonna be all about. You don't know how many people are gonna be involved in said ownership group, um, and who's gonna be the primary one in charge, more importantly. You know, mm-hmm. listen, we've heard we've heard bad things about Jeff Bezos, we've heard i don't know if i've ever really heard anything great about jeff bezos outside of the fact that he's rich and he runs amazon mm-hmm. um you know it, it, you just never know how this is all gonna unfold but what i will say is is i think booker is definitely uh the type of player and the type of person honestly that doesn't really give a shit what your background is as long as you treat him fairly um and and he, he he's just all about his business right and you can't you can't deny the product on the court. You can't deny his influence in the community. Um, whether you know he gets along with the owner or not, but let's also say this: Robert Sarver is a very unique individual in terms of the way he comes across, and and his own view on how he should have run the franchise at the very beginning, like injecting himself into the locker room, injecting himself into all these other things that really became a toxic environment. Hopefully hopefully the next owner will not be like that and I'm I am certain of this I'm certain that the uh, the NBA owner or uh, the NBA will take a hard look at who this person will be who's coming in to take ownership um, and make sure that they vet him properly to or her properly to make sure that they are not a toxic individual because they don't want to repeat the the chaos that has happened the last 20 years
0: the the main reason that we saw that rift was because, Robert Sarver, the disgraced, just, he did not like, I have to add it in. I can't I say his name without the the <laughs> qualifier. Uh, he didn't like the fact that Jerry Colangelo was so beloved in this town mm-hmm. and that once the, or the, uh, the Joe uh, Johnson uh, thing went down and people started calling him cheap, he didn't like the fact that, that the city had turned on him and it was always, Jerry wouldn't have done this. So he turned his back on purpose to the past of this franchise because he didn't like the guy that owned the team uh, and the way he was exalted, exalted by the fan base. So in I don't see that happening at all with this. I think this is actually the polar opposite of it because fans have disliked uh, you know the future former owner so much that now any owner that comes in is going to be beloved. They're going to embrace what made this this team great. And as the unknown said in the chat, it's not that the players dislike the Valley, they dislike the owner. So they're mm-hmm. going to come back because you always hear those people say Suns fans are the best. I love Suns fans, but, right, I think this brings every uh, all the eras of Suns basketball together in, in a way we haven't seen in a very and, long time. And just to be
3: clear, I'm not saying that I, man, I would wager to guess that nobody, no billionaire out there is going to bid on this team and have a squeaky clean background, no. I, especially not in business, but you can, you can be perceived and, uh, and in your dealings with people, I'm talking about the people aspect of this. Um, and, and maybe that's a, a far cry from where, um, you know, Sarver was, that's all I'm saying. Like, listen, like it, business is business we all know that it could be really awful out there um but you know as long as this individual didn't create uh you know an environment of hostility sexual harassment
5: and racism then i think we're on the right road right and i I think from like booker and the players perspectives like a lot of these guys their contracts are already signed so like they're they're fine on that front as far as not being alienated by a new owner coming in and i think with Booker, like. He's, he's already going to be getting his money as long as the, owner, the new owner is not an outright dick to him, which you wouldn't be because if you're investing billions of dollars into this franchise, you are paying for Devin Booker to be your guy. You are paying for the culture that Monty and James Jones have established. Like, you know if Jeff Bezos comes in and buys the team, like you're gonna see Devin Booker in season two of Lord of the Rings, like it's just gonna fucking happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: well, well, these are things we know that's not uh, happening, all right. That was gonna all happen. talked about. Oh, it's gonna we won't
3: see Gerald it's for like a happen. week if that happens. <laughs> it's gonna oh be on the set, we locked in his bedroom watching that freaking
0: oh God. show.
5: God. I'll be on the set is. reporting. <laughs> I know, but now Devin Booker's in it. Oh, guys, it's like God. eight episodes. We're gonna get like a board
0: breakdown on now. Devin Booker moves like this in this scene,
1: and it means this
5: we can we can dream but um your dreams are weird i don't know
1: it's just it's just a little (laughs) bit of a not necessarily a concern just something i was thinking about that because on on one side it could be really great for former sons to be back and involved with the organization more because Mm -hmm. like you guys said they don't hate the fans they don't hate the valley but they don't mess with the organization and the organization is usually that center point that brings us all together
0: right let's make this clear the very first thing well the very second thing after <laughs> cleaning house in some of the mm-hmm. uh, the upper areas of, of the franchise bring back the actual ring of honor mm. if if your ring of honor switches over to an ad for a casino or something it's not a ring of honor it's an ad display give me the physical ring of honor back show the 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 pride in the your past and have a physical ring of honor i hate that it's this stupid digital ribbon that looks like shit. I didn't and know where we while were going to get it, down here let's today. Let's bring
3: back newspapers. <laughs> no. Let's make them a thing again. Okay. What, and, uh, can I get a tube on my TV? Yeah, I need Bookman. a knob. I need a physical knob that I can touch and feel and change oh, the channel on.
0: Bookman, <laughs> if you went to the Basketball Hall of Fame and every two minutes the plaques for the players switched over to an ad for like icy hot or something it would <laughs> you'd feel like they disrespected the game they're disrespecting the game by having their place uh, <laughs> switch over Brian, with
2: ads right
3: in the chat bring back polio <laughs> careful hey, son people are that working shit is on that. actually coming <laughs> people back
1: people are working on that don't you worry oh my God. Uh, SMO, just for right now, I'm just taking OGs, chill out. I'm drinking my double popping OGs. You you just need you need the night off. You've mm-hmm. talked a lot today. You've put in a lot a lot of hard work. This is your oh, uh, this is your time to sit back and just chill for five minutes. <laughs> Everyone in the chat was asking if you had yeah. an OGs before the show started.
3: I did not. I did not. Like no, it, it peaked good. at
1: the start of the show, and yeah. now you're just chilling. No, I'm
2: good. I'm good.
1: <laughs> If you guys haven't checked out OGs yet, I highly recommend you do. They have some really great products. And one of them is their brand new sleep edition gummy. And these things are great. They're two to one THC CBN ratio gummy. And CBN is the compound that helps specifically with falling and staying asleep. And it's in their new aqua berry flavor, which is mighty delicious. So you can check them out online at ogsbrands.com. You can find them on Instagram at OGs brands. And of course you can find their products at your local dispensary. But you must be 21 years or older to purchase. You can pop
3: in an OG's before you go to a Suns game. And if you want to go to a Suns game anytime soon, like tomorrow, you can find tickets for as cheap as $38 through the Game Time app. How much? Uh, $38. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> and on top of that, if you are a procrastinator, it's even better because ticket prices usually drop. Um, and tomorrow, I would assume the same thing is going to happen. Uh, the Game Time app, the leak, is in our show notes. Click on that link. Give us the credit to buy tickets, please. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Helps us out and go to the game. And tickets are as low as thirteen dollars for Tuesday night's game against the Tim- Timberwolves. Really? So it's it's a phenomenal app. Also, when you're looking at the app, little little pro tip: uh, sometimes you click on the the price and it tells you like it's twenty dollars, and then you go to the taxes and fees and it's a little bit higher. You can actually click a button on the app that says all in pricing, so you know exactly what you're going to be oh, checking that's out nice. with. All at the same time, it's fantastic. I went to the Cardinals game, like I mentioned before, uh, last week. Sat at the fifty-yard line, twenty rows up for one hundred and forty bucks. Um, and if you know the the face value, of those tickets are like well over three, four hundred dollars. So, mm-hmm. um, fantastic app. I use it all the time. I've used it at least four or five times in the last couple months. You should too.
1: You could use it for sporting events and concerts and things like that as well. So, yep, it's one of those things that just you know save the link that we put in the chat or that's in the description of the show and just check on it. Whenever you get an itch to go see something fun,
0: yeah. Pro tip: it doesn't work unless you use the link on in
1: our. Uh, yeah, you got to use the, you gotta use the link. <laughs> that the you got to use the link. That's the only way. the only way. We got a super chat from Andrew. Andrew said, "Is Booker a favorite to win NBA MVP? No, not even close. Would you no. say it was a plus, plus four thousand?
0: Yeah, I think it was like fourteenth or fifteenth yeah. on DraftKings odds right now, and that was after." The First four games, so
5: which might be a very good bet if you are looking projecting forward because he's been phenomenal to start the season. Yeah. So that's
1: not a bad futures bet to put a few Mm-mm. coins that, down on. That was uh, our draft. Also, week, you
3: should put a lot of coin on my Arizona guy, Ben Mat- uh, Ben uh, Benedict, Benedict Matherin, uh, to win rookie of the year. It's going to be between him and and, and uh Paolo Benchero. I, I just know it.
1: Mm-hmm. We have a game. For you guys mm-hmm. it's gonna be fun can
0: i address one of jay's comments uh you said course. it was their fault because they said i was zoning out and now i'm locked in mm-hmm. you're damn right it's your <laughs> fault chat <Jack. laughs> girthlings did this you brought it upon yourself <laughs>
1: emma and, what you got
0: and us? jay next friday you can get tickets to the game we're doing a a a, a whole event to we'll talk about later mm-hmm. All right, are we ready for the game
6: now? Yes. Yeah. All right, so pretty much what we're going to be doing is I went around the entire office and I asked everyone what their previous jobs were. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to tell you what they did. And we got to
3: th- guess who it is. Oh.
1: Okay, so you asked everybody at PHNX what their previous jobs were, and you're going to put up the job, ty- like the, the job, and I, we have to guess who had the job? I'm going to say, Okay. yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I
6: had two
1: minutes.
2: You're fine. Okay. Oh, you're Perfect. Oh, we have audio. two minutes. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool.
6: cool. Okay. First one. Food and beverage intern. Food and food beverage and
0: intern.
3: Brock. Ooh. Nope. Brock.
6: Nope. Toe Tree. Nope.
3: Kayla Perkins. No, not nope.
0: Michaela.
6: You guys can keep That's guessing. I'm going to
3: say. I'm going to say. No, I'm going to say Cheerson.
6: Nope. Shane. Nope.
0: David. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. Who is it? Emma.
6: No. We Hold can't, get, we can't guess, guess
0: everybody in
3: the company.
6: Steve Peters. Oh, Steve wow. Peters. Okay. Oh, wow. 1665. Okay. Okay, so 16, moving
5: forward, when you had a bring of honor.
6: moving forward, you each get three guesses. Okay. okay. How about like two? Good idea. Two. How about we? Yeah, like two. two. I think okay. two. Yeah, two, <laughs> two guesses.
3: <laughs> we'll be here until
0: five. Dude, <laughs> that's eight people. That's a third of the company. I think we <laughs> should be able to get it. All right. well
6: uh, Jimmy John's sandwich maker.
3: Oh, that's Tootree. No. Yeah, I'm his little go. hands can move the little
5: lettuce. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
0: I'm gonna say uh, Shane.
5: I, I was gonna say Shane. I'll say Sean.
1: I'm gonna say Emma. Uh-uh. Damn.
3: Okay, we got one more round. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say Toe Tree because I hate his small little hands. You did you, I, you
1: just uh, say Tootree? I first know, story?
3: but I'm trying to bury
0: Anthony <laughs> Tootree. <laughs> <laughs> oh my For trying to bury me
3: last week. Fuck that oh, guy. man. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, I'm going to go with Jay. He says Johnny Venerable.
3: Ooh, oh. Johnny's good. Mm-hmm. Johnny
6: didn't even respond to my message, so. Derek? Mm-mm. Ooh, Derek's a good one. Craig Morgan? Nope. It was Chirsten. God, I oh, wow. hey, just suck gets... at this game. Yep. All right, uh, this one was a chocolatier at a chocolate factory.
1: Oh my God, Michaela. Yeah.
5: Yeah, yes. I was say, <laughs> wow. that made the most sense. <laughs> it wow. Damn. Finally, the, was I got one. Right. Who, who the hell else would f- describe themselves as a chocolatier? Nobody,
0: no, but I feel like Michaela's the only one that fits that chocolate so factory. perfectly. Chocolate. Yep. I sold chocolate, nope, it's a chocolatier, thank <laughs> you very
6: <laughs> much. All right, uh, this person restocked beer at grocery stores. Mm. Restocked
3: beer at grocery stores. Mm. Well, Obra, oh, It's not to Tree because he can't reach that high. So. Oh,
1: my God.
5: <laughs> I'm going to say Craig Morgan.
1: Uh-uh. Not Bo? Nope. Okay, Gerald, who you got?
5: Uh, Johnny? No, Johnny didn't respond to my responded. messages. Oh, that's right. Um, so
6: just for that, Johnny?
5: Sean. Leah. No. Oh, oh,
1: I was oh. going to say Sean.
5: I don't know. Ooh. Who? I'm going to go Shane. Shane. Oh,
2: Why did you man, didn't let you me pick it. one? I looked at you and you
1: didn't say one. shit,
2: man. Oh, they <laughs> get thirty seconds to think, but
6: I get one. You've All right, next no one. Uh, next one. Demonstrating dairy-free yogurt at grocery stores. Pearson. I
3: wish it was demonstrating
6: or demoing. Sorry, I can't Dairy- remember. demoing.
3: Well, that's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Same oh, who the uh? No, it's not
5: Leo.
0: I'd like to imagine Saul doing <laughs> that. I know Craig, it's not him. It's got
5: to be Craig. No. I hate to keep saying Sean, but it, that sounds like a way that he would describe it. Was it Sean?
0: No. Damn it. Emma, was this you? Bo?
6: No, it wasn't me and it wasn't Bo. <laughs> right. Bo didn't respond to my message either. Oh.
0: Mm. Well, right. Bo and It was no,
3: not me! The Cardinal show is terrible.
6: Facts. Oh, it is uh Max. Oh,
0: not oh, yeah. been... said it was me. <laughs> 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 now, do you really think I'm giving free like... food to anybody?
2: <laughs> no. Oh
6: man. This one was a Native American poetry and jewelry salesman. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> well, salesman, so we know it's a it's a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. Shane. It's it. Yeah. it no. Craig. Sean.
5: Craig. Damn.
6: Gerald, who's your guest?
5: It was definitely me. You're not
1: supposed oh, to say God. it. Oh, I didn't put in New Mexico. Oh. Damn it, Saul! That was like okay. a no-brainer. Uh, guys, okay. if I read no, yours, you guys, then say it. The yeah, if
3: you re- if you read yours, <laughs> then you gotta guess somebody.
5: else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I let everybody guess first. Yeah, you so it's true. You <laughs> uh,
1: This
6: person restocked clothes at Old Navy.
0: Sean.
5: Nope.
0: Lindsay. Nope. Mm. Ooh. Gerald. No.
1: Poetry. tree.
6: Lindsay. Nope. nope. I already said, said, oh, said Lindsay. Oh,
3: uh, Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. There you go. It
6: was okay. the other L. All right. This one was a TSA security guard. Wow. wow. TSA Sean. security guard. <laughs> no, but that would be <laughs> a lot <letter>. TSA
3: uh, <laughs> security guard? Jacob? No, they cannot.
0: can't, no, be, I can't Jacob. be Jacob. Oh, could you imagine uh, how far he'd have to bend down to frisk somebody? Like, Edie? <laughs> oh, my uh, right. oh, Craig. I don't. know. Want... they're too no. old to be t- TSA came about. They, but back in uh, back in the day, wait, how? TSA came about in the early two thousands. Yeah. So they could. They're like that. fifty. They were. They were. Craig was in his. Uh, Craig was in his journalism career by then. Maybe it was a second.
6: Are you guys? Are you guys done guessing? Yeah. Bookman. Oh man, oh, When were you at sense. TSA security? Like I feel like that doesn't surprise me. Nine, two oh.
3: thousand.
6: Okay.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Um. You didn't have
3: to go through much training for that shit. Not at that <laughs> yeah. time, you didn't. So no. My
0: cousin was one of those two, and I'm well aware. Was yeah. it
1: fun?
3: <laughs> uh, I only lasted a day.
1: So no. <laughs> oh, a day.
3: Yeah, I was. I could. I was working three jobs at the same time. Oh, just, okay. And that was the graveyard shift. So mm. by the time I had to hit the bus to go back to the parking lot just to get to my car so I could go home. I was like, passed out.
0: (laughs) How did Phoenix Suns 22 guess mine already? Oh, God. You guys can oh, go no. read the clue. No, I didn't
3: no. Even know. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Oh,
6: no. <laughs> Expo, demonstrate for us. No. Oh,
3: God. Anyway. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Shut the stream uh, down now.
6: Uh, Where's HR? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, this person uh, worked in room service, so he was going room to room for room service. He that's, was going room to room.
3: You
1: got to work yeah. on your not giving yeah. it away.
6: Sean. With the Sean. Sean.
3: No, I appreciate the clues. Craig? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Craig yeah. I got
6: two
0: right. Mm. <laughs>
6: All right, this person made milkshakes. Literally just texted me saying, I made milkshakes.
0: <laughs> that is Jacob because that is the, that is the most Jacob thing ever. <laughs>
6: Jacob didn't even text me.
0: Uh, mm, Jacob to- would have only made vanilla milkshakes. So right. doesn't Toe tree? work.
1: No. I made mm. milkshakes. Shane.
0: <laughs> no. Dang. Leah. Uh, Max. No. Mm.
3: Oh,
5: no.
6: This one was Shawnee Boy.
5: Oh. Damn it. Oh. I thought
3: somebody said Shawnee.
5: No, No, I said Sean for every other one. I know. (laughs) Every single one you did.
6: (laughs) Okay. How many more we got? How many more do you want? Two. Two more? Okay. Uh, This one was uh, worked in app development. App development? So, like, developed an app.
5: Oh, Oh, that's Jacob.
6: Jacob? No. (laughs) Jacob didn't text me. Espo. Was it you, Emma? It was me. Oh, man. Um, nice. this one, Coors Light Girl. Coors Light Girl. That was Cheers. Cheers. That was easy. Oh, <laughs> wait. Okay, sorry. I have one more. Uh, Disney Princess Party Entertainer. Leah.
5: No. Michaela. No. no, that's A- Lindsay. <laughs> Aspo.
2: <No>. I wish. <laughs>
6: That'd be electric. I'd hire What's you any Chirsten? day. Chirsten again. Oh, I Could three. you imagine that? Could you imagine calling up Cheers. and being like, hey, yo. I need fucking What
3: belt. did Lindsay give you? Because <laughs> she didn't even have one that you called out.
1: Because I don't think... I did send it to you. I, you did? not I yeah. sent oh. you like 40 and I'm I shocked. I responded? Yeah, you, you,
3: you didn't do ESPO
0: or Lindsay. Yeah, I gave you like 40 deep.
6: Because if you guys read... First of all, if you guys read my Slack message, I said, text me.
0: Not in our son's one. Not in our son's one. Look the this. you said, send it to me,
6: not here. Yeah, meaning
0: text.
3: Yeah, she said it yeah. in freaking all caps. Text a me.
0: <laughs> Go in there and you can just read some of our. Okay. My, okay. my personal to you. There's, no, let's pass. There's some. <laughs> no, I want to hear this. You're mine. I don't care. There's some embarrassing shit.
6: Uh, chiropractic office assistant. <laughs> That's Lindsay. Well,
1: obviously, <laughs> if it's not you,
4: it's me.
3: Jesus Christ.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
3: just, just name them off. It doesn't matter. Oh,
0: man.
6: Hallmark Card Store dog. What? I did
0: that for seven years. I feel like I knew that about you. I feel like you've said that twenty-one. I worked at Hallmark. Oh man! Oh my God! No wonder you're so emotional. (laughs) Damn!
2: Wow! I'm just gonna say this:
0: for any young man out there looking to find a way to meet young women, I got a lot of dates working at Hallmark because I met him in the store. Oh, there's whoa, so many whoa.
3: levels to the questions like, that I have. Now. Oh, now I'm just imagining. Like, Hi, how, I'm going to head out. How, I how are you? I how are a you? All right.
2: Wait, wait, you wait, wait,
3: wait, wait into a Because SpongeBob they're emotionally meme. sensitive at the point when they're reading these cards. I want to go
0: to the bereavement
3: section. Sorry, Nana's gone. Which, would you like to <laughs> go on a date <laughs> with
1: Holy me? I'll make you feel better about this. Oh, my God. Holy shit! Holy fuck! Okay. Ryan, Ryan hits the nail on the head with the comment. Tracy, come get your man. I wasn't
3: yeah. even thinking about
1: the fucking reamish
3: shit. Fuck. I was just thinking, you know, <laughs> sentimental cards because you know you you find something for somebody uh-huh. you love, and you went to like oh, death. Lord,
2: you, do. you were just fucking. This well, is that's the worst. Not even the, the weirdest
3: job this is the I worst, had on that list. This is the worst wedding crash ever, right here. That be, this oh,
0: that's not even the weirdest shit I had on my list. I worked at a farm in a 4G publication house. Oh All right. Uh, oh, I worked at, on a women's lifestyle show in their green room. It was to pick up chicks. Again. I worked, yeah, it was. <laughs> that one didn't work as well. Yeah, there's a lot of tracking.
6: Okay. That. Okay. Okay. And TV. <laughs> what about Lindsay? Oh, my so gosh. Lindsay, you got hired to be a plant waterer. It was dog. my
1: first job I ever had. It watered plants.
5: How was oh that God. for your like grandmother? Or no, what?
1: like at a nursery. I think I was like maybe 11 or 12. He paid mm-hmm. me like $3 an hour. And I literally would find snails and put them on the end of my hose and just go around for four hours watering plants at a nursery. It was the worst job at ever. $3
0: an hour? It was so
1: bad. I was like, why, why did why did my parents let me have the summer job? Oh I begged them to let me have it. But now looking back, I'm like.
0: Oh That's man.
5: tough. Um,
1: Lindsay also
6: was a sonic drink maker.
5: Oh uh, I made the drinks and
3: okay.
6: the one, that, lasers lasers on I, one all, that I'm one that I'm not gonna. You read. guys didn't? You probably uh, shouldn't. I worked
3: at Robbins, so
6: I don't want the chat to see that. That's that's our business. Um, <laughs> okay,
1: wait. So chat, I have something for you.
3: Oh,
0: okay. Chat time. So well, I think I know which one she didn't want to say. For you. Do
1: you know which one is most surprising? Mm. Can I, I was a nanny.
0: That
5: is very surprising. That's why surprising.
1: you don't want kids. You've seen the worst. I mean, that is fair. I was a nanny for a little girl from, like, three months old until she was a little over one. And she was the sweetest little thing. Yeah. But, yeah, surprisingly enough, I actually took care of a child. Wow. An almost basically newborn child for a living.
0: Man, that killed your desire to have
5: That's why, (laughs) as Chris mentioned, she switched (laughs) up to being a cover model on books from the Reconstruction (laughs) era. Oh, yeah,
0: that's right.
6: Okay, so for Halloween... We are going to a haunted house, and Lindsay and Gerald are being oh. a bunch of little babies about it, and they don't want to go. So I'm going to put a no. poll out, in the
1: chat, and you guys are going to vote if they go. Why is it just oh, Lindsay man. and Gerald? Espo and Saul are They're not are both, going either. Yeah, they are. I
0: can't bring a six-year-old to Fear for Oh, can. my God, Maybe
3: Espo.
5: Can. You're just going to be paying yes, for the therapy can. later.
1: <laughs> Brian said <laughs> now she is the a host nanny. Later. Oh, my God.
5: (laughs) You've graduated to babysitting adults instead of children.
0: By by the way, Brian, my apologies earlier claiming we were fighting. You made it very clear that we're not. So thank you for uh, bringing that up in the chat. There you
1: go. Um, Okay, so that polls up. So if you want to vote, feel free. Um, I can't promise I'll do exactly what you say. But while you vote, I do want to... Uh, go back to the comment from Jay that Espo you kind of alluded to. Jay asked if he was able to still buy tickets for next Friday for uh-huh. our takeover at the Suns game. He's trying to get a group to go. Yes, you absolutely can. We are inching closer to being sold out, so I wouldn't wait too long. Mm-hmm. But you still can get tickets to our takeover this upcoming Friday, November the 4th, against the Portland Trail Blazers. Your ticket, which is $75, includes a ticket to the game, two free beers, a buffet, giveaways, and more. We're all gonna be there hanging out. So plan to, to come join us, we get will, your friends together. We'll all blast. be
3: there drinking and eating with you and going to the game with you. Uh Gerald will make a cameo appearance as well because he does have to work the game, but he will <laughs> he will show up and we'll wave be fun. to
0: him from our section. Yeah. <laughs> really good, so. yeah. Uh, also, we gotta decide something today. What What's are we that? deciding? Uh we're not, we don't have a show on Halloween.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Sunday's supposed to be remote.
5: Mm-hmm. So it's
0: tomorrow when we do our dress up episode? Because we did it last year. We got to do it this year.
5: Mm, that's a good question. I don't,
0: You're,
1: it doesn't matter well, for you. It doesn't you
0: matter either.
3: for you, Gerald. <laughs> yeah. I want mean, part Gerald should of be this. a part of it.
1: Were <laughs> you going to put on a costume and go to the game Absolutely. and talk to Monty <laughs> with Absolutely a costume not. on? I'll give you 10
0: bucks <laughs> if you dress like <laughs> 10 bucks. 10, ten? <laughs> yeah, ten shekels? Ten. <laughs> ten. No. No. That's like uh, 10 shekels is like four bucks based on the conversion rate.
2: Oh, that's tough. oh, my but,
0: God. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you 10 bucks if you if you go with the D.A. black shirt and, and big chain for the oh post game. Oh, my God. Yeah. Man, Jesus.
5: I'm going to avoid no. that whole, <laughs> whole mess that's going to come that's with that. That's not
1: nearly enough dollars to do that.
0: <laughs> so are we going to dress up tomorrow or not?
1: What? We can still dress up on Sunday.
0: Well, if we're at home, I mean, it, it loses the effect, but I'm fine.
5: Yeah, you guys might have to do it tomorrow.
0: We'll t- we'll discuss off air. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was.
1: Brian okay. with the super chat said, "Listen, Espo. As far as taking your six year old to Fear Farm, he gave you some money and said we're good." Here's a deposit for therapy for your six year old.
0: <laughs> yeah, three dollars. I think this is gonna be give me thirty seconds with the therapist for. Her.
1: Well, you got to start somewhere.
0: I've already screwed up so much shit. It's, uh, that's problematic. We need more than thirty seconds. <laughs> oh dear God!
1: All right, we're gonna leave. Uh, thank <laughs> you guys for we tuning in. We appreciate ago. you. Uh, tomorrow, course of course, we have poll? the results of the poll. They're always sixty five
6: percent yes, thirty five percent no. Mm-hmm. So you're going. Thanks, uh, guys.
1: tomorrow we have a pregame and a postgame show 6.30 before the Suns and the Pelicans tip off and then right after a postgame show right here on our YouTube channel so plan to come hang out with us until then you can follow me on Twitter at az. you can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman you can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay and of course you can follow Espo at Espo Espo take us home
0: remember the bereavement section That's all I'm saying Ahoy, ahoy.
4: Hey yo, my lifestyle is retro. Phoenix
3: Metro. Mega's in control and he ain't never gonna let go. Ph and X though. Lindsey,
2: Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball. We hit to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. y'all always rep the family.